I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Vancouver has such a rich bookstore scene, and it's because of independent bookstores that you can find throughout the city, like Pulp Fiction, Massey Books, Black Bond Books, and more. Joining me now is Hilary Atlio, a board member of the Canadian Independent Booksellers Association and the owner of uh, Iron Dog Books at 2671 East Hastings Street. This Saturday, the 29th of April, is Canadian Independent Bookstore Day, and it's a good time to ask Hillary about Iron Dog Books, its genesis, and how it's doing as we move into a different stage of the pandemic. Hillary has uh, great insights as to why bookstores like hers are necessary in our neighborhoods. Also, I'll get her to preview what the day will be like this Saturday at Iron Dog Books. Visit irondogbooks.com for more information. Please uh, welcome back to the Plant Online program, Leslie Hertig. Ms. Hertig, good morning. Hi, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Um, I, I was going to say that um, you know events like the bestseller series suggest that a lot of people want to come out in droves, and I, I guess that's obvious. When, when um, I've just learned that the, the Margaret Atwood event that, that's sold out, um, as well as the Louise Penny event, but um, I, I guess like as we like to tell people whenever you come on in, in the fall to, to preview the festival, it, it's always good to keep an eye out online. Uh, or on the website because something might come up, right? That's so true. With this industry, of course, there are always amazing books being published. And as we move out of the pandemic, publishers are beginning to tour their authors again. Mm. Um, So, yes, events do come up, and they sometimes come up suddenly. But there's sort of an interesting story about how this bestseller system series came to be. It wasn't the usual uh, publisher pitch that came to us. Can I tell you about that? Yeah, please do. Okay. So the truth of the matter is, like all arts organizations coming out of the pandemic, our organization was facing a serious deficit at the end of last year because we tried to maintain our festival programming over the past three years. Uh But we didn't have these big special event author tours that were happening throughout the year because of obvious reasons. What happened was a resulting deficit because we really do rely on these big events as our bread and butter to fund the larger festival piece. So you can imagine when you're running an 80 event festival with over 115 authors, that's quite an expensive venture. And we really rely on these special events, these ticketed special events, to help us raise the funds for the festival. So um, through Alma Lee, who's the founder of this wonderful Vancouver Writers Festival, I was able to contact Margaret Atwood and ask her if she would be willing to volunteer her time to come out to the West Coast and do a series of events for us. Mm -hmm. And she readily agreed to do that. She waived all her fees. She made her time available. And she is doing not only this large event for us at the Chan Center, but she's also doing a private fundraising dinner for us the evening before and a reception attached to the Chan Center event. And thanks to her, and then thanks to Louise Penny's publisher and Louise Penny and Sheila Rogers, who agreed to do exactly the same thing, we were able to make a big dent in that deficit mm. and feel confident about the festival programming that we have coming in the fall. Yeah. So it's, it, says, it says a lot about these authors, obviously, but it says, it says something about the festival itself and how much people 
Um, you know, I mean, I, as a reader, how much how much I, I appreciate it. But I mean, the writers themselves. I mean, it, it's something that uh, going back to, to its early days is, is something that authors have have come to love and appreciate themselves, right? Yeah, I think authors really do appreciate the festival format and the Canadian festival circuit, which has been growing strong over the past 40 years. Uh Um, Festivals are really important to authors because not only do they get to connect with their readers, but they connect with each other at these festivals. They often form relationships, friendships, bonds, and have conversations that affect the writing that they do in the future. So I think authors like... Margaret Atwood, Louise Penny, they have been around and they know that festivals are really important to the entire ecosystem of publishing and book selling and writing in Canada and across the world. Yes. So, so we should go to the website uh, this week and, and, and check out. The, the, there may be tickets for the, for the Louise Penny event uh, left still. Is that right? That's right. We're going to open up the balconies, so there will be some overflow seating up there. And we also have some other amazing events that we were able to add on to this bestseller series. Yeah. So, for instance, RF Kwong is coming to us with her best-selling title, Yellow Face. Um, she's doing a full North American tour, uh, which is selling out all over the place, and we are just delighted to be presenting her for the first time in partnership with Massey Books. Yeah. And um, so that's May 22nd, and um, right. um, I, I understand already that the venues changed for that because of demand. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. We sold out at the smaller venue on Granville Island, and we've moved to the Javad Mofagian Theatre at SFU Woodward's downtown. Uh-huh. And there's still, gosh, at this time, there's probably only about 50 tickets left for that one. So if uh, your listeners are interested, I would hop on those tickets right away. Yeah, Yellowface, yellow I've been reading a lot about that. Um, is that uh, in the genre that that, that uh, Kwang uh, writes in, say the, the fantasy genre? Yeah, I think so. This one certainly has a feeling of a thriller to it, mm. um, really looking at what would you steal for success and and representation and exploitation in art. Um, it, it, uh, it's a really fast read and... Yeah completely gripping. I loved it. I hadn't read her before, so I was really excited to be introduced to her yeah. um, I, I had, a publisher. Yeah, I hadn't read her either, and then I was looking at, at, at um, her sales <laughs> yeah. very superficially. I was just, just amazed at, at um, how popular uh, she is around the world. Exactly, and I think the Canadian publisher is really interested in, in getting her name yeah. um, known better here in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and so so that's May twenty second, and um, uh, in, in terms of, of the bestseller series, is there anything else other, after that? Those are the three that are happening in May. I see. Um, then in June, we are really excited to be working with Upstart and Crow to present Ukrainian author Andrei Kirkov uh, with two of his books. Um, he is one of Ukraine's most celebrated writers, and his latest book is called Diary of an Invasion, which is a searing dispatch from Kiev during mm. the first year of the Russian invasion. Yeah. He's going to be in conversation with the Globe and Mail's international correspondent, Nathan van der Klip. Uh-huh. And uh, quite, quite honored to be able to present that conversation. 
So, so again, go to the, the, the Writers' Fest website and then get information for tickets and, and event times in the sort for uh, May 22nd and then this event in June. Um, Correct. The other thing that, that I noticed as I was looking at, at the bestseller series is that these authors are paired, uh, who they're paired with. Um, that's thoughtfully considered. I mean, I, Ian Williams and, and Margaret Atwood have developed a friendship over the years. And so um, seeing that, you know, on stage... Uh, would be fun, I would think, you know, other than seeing Atwood herself. I, 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 you know, I'd pay money to see Williams. Um, I'd go anywhere to watch Sheila Rogers work. Yes. And, and so yes. um, these, things, these things have been thought about, haven't they? Of course, yeah. That is what we do at the festival. We are trying to curate thoughtful conversations, and um, finding moderators is just as important as finding authors, and the way you pair them up makes all the difference to how a conversation goes. And when you... um, um, These things obviously cost money, and as you mentioned a moment ago, um, uh, certainly in Atwood's case, um, she's donated her time... um, to this, so how does it look then for for the, for the fall? I mean, can we expect the the, the uh, writers' fest that we all uh, have come to um, say e- expect over the years? I mean, will that be back in twenty twenty three? You bet. We're feeling really confident. Um, in fact, the past month of my time has been spent taking pitches from publishers, mm-hmm. small, medium, and large. And I can tell you, Joe, I am so excited about the coming season. There is a bumper crop of incredible books coming, so yeah. much so that I am waking up in the middle of the night thinking, how am I going to choose? How am I possibly <laughs> going to choose just 115 authors? Um, you, you will be so excited to see the titles that are coming yeah. uh, across all genres and from all over the world. I'm, I'm really excited. And yes, we will have a full festival on Granville Island from October 16th through to the 22nd. We have a really exciting guest curator that we will be announcing in June Uh who will curate five or six events in their own voice. And uh, our spoken word curator, Jillian Christmas, is returning. Oh, gosh, there's a lot to be excited about. We'll talk in the fall, I'm sure. Um, I like that. Yeah, so because of your job programming the festivals you do, you you obviously read a lot. I was going to ask if you get to read for pleasure, but it, it seems that, that um, you do derive a lot of pleasure from your work, don't you? I do. I'm, I feel so lucky to be able to have this job and to be able to read for a living. I do read a lot of books. The truth of the matter is this time of year I am only dipping into a great number of books. It's very rare that I have the time to read a book from cover to cover mm. um, just because all the books that are landing on my desk. I wish I could send you a picture of my desk right now. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely do read for pleasure. And another thing that I became addicted to over the pandemic was audiobooks. So oh, yeah. when yeah. I'm walking to and from work, I am almost always listening to a book. Yeah, I always thought that audiobooks were, were a cop-out, but um, uh, it was Andrea Warner who I heard on her podcast say that um, the, the idea of reading itself is, is, is ableist. And, um, the, you know, audiobooks are, are reading just the same. And, and, and once she said that, you know, it makes total sense. And for, for me, it, 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 I can't help but think that it, it's a time saver even, you know. You know, it, it really is. 
I know, I know this sounds funny, but I've, I've actually trained my ear now to listen to some of these stories in almost double time. Oh, yeah. And I can yeah. get through stories really <laughs> quickly. I slow them down when I, when I really need to savor some yeah. of the sentences and, and listen more closely. But, uh, but yeah, it, audiobooks can be a time saver too. You know what I love to do? I put one on when I'm falling asleep at night. I oh, just yeah. have it in one ear uh-huh. and I set my timer for half an hour. And I will often fall asleep with a story being told to me, and I think that's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. yeah. Uh, this um, coming weekend is uh, Canadian Independent Bookstore Day, and, and you're somebody who grew up in bookstores, and um, we, we, we're the same in that we get uh, sent a lot of books, but there really isn't anything like going into, and, and we're very lucky in this town, to have a, a great number of independent bookstores and, and, and just mm-hmm. buying something there. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than going and browsing in person in a wonderful independent bookstore or being hand-sold a title that you've never heard of before by a clerk who is fully invested in that author's work. Um, I I love it. I could spend hours in a good bookstore just browsing and learning about new titles and new authors. And talking to other book lovers, I I tell everybody my favorite thing about working in this industry are the people that I get to work with because if you are working in books, you are likely a thoughtful person. You're likely an interesting person, well-rounded, usually kind of funny, good, good sense of humor, you know, all these attributes, I think, that go into books and book selling and book creating um yeah a bookstore has it all and it's got to be my favorite place to hang out yeah i mentioned that that you grew up in and around bookstores um uh, through your life i i guess that's important isn't it to, to get readers at a young age i think so yeah. yes yeah educators say that it's so important to get books into the hands of kids and and storytelling whether it's oral storytelling or through books um, that's where imaginations are formed, and it's a lot of power in teaching kids on how to tell how to tell their own stories, mm. um, teaching them how to communicate and share difficult stories. Because let's face it, life is is not all easy, and if there's a way to express that uh, and share that sort of storytelling, we learn a lot more about others. We get to walk in the shoes of others. Um, we become more empathetic, and we also feel a bit empowered if we're able to share stories. So, yeah, I think I think absolutely, I'm a big proponent for sharing books and stories with young children. And, and speaking of sharing books, you were in the in the Globe and Mail. Um, I can't remember when it was. It was over the last few months. Um, about um, the little library near your house, and 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 you've been known to uh, help keep and care for it. And I, and I have to say, no matter where you live in in Vancouver, um, these these things are quite close by, and I'm sure one can go online and find the closest one to them. Yeah. Um, the, the, these um, the story that that um, that involved you was it that um, you you were I guess dropping off books one day. As you do regularly, I understand, and mm-hmm. um, you notice that that um, there, there was only one book left. Is that right, or, or there were a number of books left? Yeah, that, there was the same we, book, right? We have a little library right outside our house, and, uh-huh. and it's 
almost always full and neighbors come by and drop books off and take books and it's quite a busy little spot and and one morning I did go out and it had been emptied except for multiple copies of um, the Bible wrapped in plastic mm. yeah and, and and I remember reading that and, and thinking you know um, here we are and uh, it's a tough time for books and, and you, you think of other places and not just North America, but elsewhere, where where books are being banned, say in the sort, um, it it makes it, it's got to make your work all the more important and urgent. I mean, did you feel that? Well, I I think again, this is what books do. If if we are all exposed to a variety of different books, and if we are able to go to a festival and or or a literary event and listen to two authors share their experiences and some really intelligent dialogue, I think we're going a long way in fighting what has been a bit of a dumbing down of culture and and poor dialogue online. Uh, I think we all know what kind of discourse mm-hmm. can happen online. And I, I think about my kids and what they're exposed to and what they think is normal now and really want to teach them that no that isn't normal discourse Uh, hopefully normal discourse is a lot more patient and um, listens much more and shares more and considers different viewpoints more I think that's what books do I think that's what a well-curated bookstore does and it's certainly what a well-curated literary festival does. Yeah. Well, I'll let you get back to your work, Leslie. It, it, it's important work, as, as I've, I've always felt, and, and uh, I look forward to uh, the, the success of, of the bestseller series and, and uh, talking to you again in the fall for when, when the festival uh, is, uh, just before the festival, I should say. Thank you, Joe, and thanks for helping spread the word about this and for being so passionate about books and bookselling. The website for more is at writersfest.bc.ca. The bestseller series starts May 7th uh, with events the 13th and the 22nd. Uh, The artistic director of the Vancouver Writers Fest, Leslie Hurtig, joined me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plato.